0: This is Ron Moss Ministries. Um, The other day when I was leaving my house, I happened to look up uh, and just kind of for some reason, you know, stared at my, I stared at the picture of my grandmother and my grandfather and thought about the climate and the time that we're in right now. And I don't know, I just, uh, you know, I just started kind of reminiscing about I guess, the times that I grew up around my grandparents and how uh, they were raised and how it played an effect on how they raised me, you know, when we were around them. Of course, I had a mother and father, but I spent, the rest of my brothers and sisters, we spent a lot of time uh, with our grandparents. You know, uh, I can remember uh, whenever we would come home for the summer or Christmas or you know whenever we could, we would you know me and my twin brother would work with my grandfather. My grandfather was one of these people that can do anything. You know he could. You know he just he was a jack of all trades. You know back then you learned uh, every skill that you could because you couldn't afford to have an electrician come to your house. You couldn't afford to have someone come and put a roof on your house. You couldn't afford to change, have somebody come and change your water heater. You couldn't afford to have anybody come in. So you learn those trades and you learn those skills yourself. And I watched my grandfather do all of those things, add another room uh, to the house. You know, anything that had to be done, putting uh, shingles on the roof, you know, putting tar on the roof, you know and I remember he would take us out and <clears throat> and he would uh have us he would cut the wood and and uh and and sometimes chop the wood and we would have to load it on the truck and if and if we weren't going fast enough if we weren't moving at light speed or the speed that he wanted us to go, he would tell us to move out of the way and he would he would uh and then load the truck himself you know and and so we would kind of take all of that as the next time we was with him we would have to do better we would have to speed up because we wanted to please our grandfather and then that was my grandmother my grandmother was a easygoing uh very spiritual my grandmother and grandfather were very spiritual people and you know really believed in church really believed in god really believed in living a godly life and uh and they strived to do that didn't mean they were perfect you know, but they strive to live that life. And so we spent a lot of time, and when I say a lot of time, we spent a lot of time in church. You know, uh, you know, stories about Adam and Eve, stories about Cain and Abel, uh, stories about Noah's Ark, uh, stories about the burning bush, stories about um, the lion's den. All of those stories became kind of normal for me when I was young because I heard them so often. Uh, learning the twenty third Psalm, uh, plays Easter plays Easter speeches Christmas plays, Christmas speeches were all the things that were a part of our makeup when we were growing up because my grandparents made sure that we had a relationship or a connection to the church to, in essence to the body of Christ. Uh, my grandmother was a uh, a community person uh, you know, I probably didn't understand it then, but my grandmother sold hot dogs and and sold candy, and, and, and I don't know, I just figured that she did it just to have something to do. And maybe it was to help make ends meet or whatever, but that wasn't what was on my mind. It was the fact that she had most of the community that came and patronized her, you know, that came and bought hot dogs, that came and bought candy. And most of them, if not all of them, were trustworthy because my grandmother was not as mobile as most. She had had uh, numerous surgeries on her hip. And uh, and so she was on crutches for 30-something years, if I'm not mistaken. And so she couldn't really get around. So sometimes she would be in the bedroom when people would come in by what she needed, or they would have to wait till she get up and, and get herself together, which they did patiently wait because they respected her in that way. And she was somewhat a pillar of the community people that she had, um, particularly white people that she had helped raise, would bring goodies, clothes, and other things over around Christmas time, and she would call the community in, and the community would come and pick through stuff, and, and she wouldn't charge them a dime. She would just say, hey, take whatever y'all need, and, and so she was really a pillar of that community. My grandfather was a pillar of that community, and I can remember uh, my grandfather died in 1985, and what's, you know, what really struck me was that, you know, to me, you know, the closest thing to my grandfather was my uncle, you know, because my uncle, to me, was a carbon copy of my grandfather, you know, hard worker, you know, could do anything, could, could fix anything, you know, they just had those skills that they were, they were raised with, you know, because they didn't have the money to to pay so you learn those skills and, and we're sp- somewhat spoiled now that's why we don't know how to do a lot of stuff which we should know how to do stuff but they were skilled that way and I remember when my grandfather died in in, in 1985 I remember uh, that being a sad day and, and I remembered thinking about all the things that he did and and I think what you do as a young person you always wonder if you made that individual proud while you were alive and I can remember being in college and and I was fortunate enough to be on a calendar or um running track and I remember sending that to my grandfather and I was told that he went through the whole neighborhood showing it off to people that his grandson was in college and he was on a calendar uh, running track and, uh, and that, not only was it a big deal for him, it was really a big deal for me too. And, uh, and so I think that you, you look at moments where you make the people that you love proud, you know, particularly your grandparents and your aunts and your uncles, you look for moments where those people who have supported you even when you didn't know they were supporting you, you do the best you can to make them proud. Uh, And and what am I saying? Why am I bringing this all up? Because I think that if we look at ourselves sometime and look at how we act and how we carry ourselves, it has a lot to do with who we were around as we grew up. And if you were lucky, like I was, you were around people who, who had their head on straight. Didn't mean they were perfect because no one's perfect but they had morals they had values uh they had goals uh they had work ethic and and you saw that and you watched that for so many years that it became a part of you that no matter what was going on you understood that you had to work hard you had to you had to be an example you had to be the very best that you could be you had to go as far as you could go and those were the things that I I remember about my my grandfather and my grandmother, and and I know for a lot of us, you know, uh, we kind of, without knowing that we do it, we kind of put uh, memories kind of on the back burner, you know, and you know, and and that was to yet the other day was one of those days where I really hadn't thought a lot about my grandparents, but for some reason, you know, when I looked at the picture, you know, it kind of made me reflect on who, who I am as an individual. And the things that they taught me and the things that I was able to see them do, you know, I think I have a lot of my grandmother in me because I'm a very community minded person. Uh, I really want to help people. I really want to see people uh, do good. You know, I think I picked all it up from my grandmother. Uh, I have a work ethic that I believe I picked up from my grandfather and my father, you know because uh, you know we were taught that we had to work. Uh, if you if you were gonna get anything out of life, you had to work for it. Don't try to get welfare. Don't try to get any government subsidies. You go out there and you work hard. And if you're physically able to do it, then that's what you're supposed to do. And that was how I was raised. That's how I, I was bought up. And uh, and all those things came from looking at my, my grandmother and my, my grandfather. I, I had a great, great grandmother too. We called her Grandma Bertha. And I I want to mention her because Grandma Bertha could walk circles around any of us. Uh, I can remember we would go to the garden and work the garden, and she would just literally pick stuff quicker than we ever could. Uh, She would go to the store every single day, what they call go uptown. She would go uptown every day, and I could hear her right now saying, Reen? ring you need anything and listening to my grandmother scream back outside no i'm okay and then sometimes she did and you know and back then the grocery stores gave you what we call credit and so they would just put the, your name on the bill and add that to your credit and then at the end of the month or whenever your designated time was to come and pay your bill you would pay your bill and you know and as i reflect on this i guess i can say that those were the good old days And I'm sure, you know, and and maybe this is part of this, I'm sure that there was probably issues of race going on then. There were probably uh, situations that dealt with discrimination. Uh, I'm sure there was racism going on then. Uh, I'm sure there was a whole lot happening. I'm sure there was abuse by uh, some cops. Uh, But, you know, for some reason... The love of family and the the environment that you were in was so about taking care of each other that you really didn't see a lot of it, or I was too young to notice it, or they kept me from it. And so all I saw was the goodness of people. You know, the the police officers that came through the neighborhood, the insurance agent that came through the neighborhood, you know, all the people who were not really necessarily a part of the neighborhood that came through the neighborhood, they treated us good, too, you know. And, And I wish that that was a way that that mindset and attitude and character could be here today because there is so much divisiveness, there's so much anger, there's so much hate, there's so much of you know you're line up on this side and that side, and nobody's trying to walk down the middle and just try to be there for everybody you know and and it's sad because i I look at commercials on the political commercials and and everybody's tearing each other down, you know, and I think about how young people look at that and look at us as supposed to being their examples. You know, are we really setting the stage? Why can't we just be honest enough and run on our record and not really say anything negative about the other opponent? What if we just did that? What What if a candidate just ran on their record and it wasn't about what the other person did because... You know, that person would also make a stand about their record, and it was true, and it was honest, and folk would just make a decision based on their record, but why do we have to tear each other down? And once we tear each other down, we don't build them back up. You know, and if I'm a young person and I'm listening to this, you know, is it learned behavior? And I understand in that type of world this is what people do. You know, people lie. You know, it's, it's the steal, kill, and biblically steal, kill, and destroy mentality that really takes place. Or are we able to, to really come together?